everybody. Welcome into the Action Sports Jacks Pile On Podcast with Brent and Dan. And how about those Jaguars? J-A-G-S, Jags, Jags, Jags. Wow, they don't just win. They win in dominating fashion. Unbelievable what they did to the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, 40 minutes of time of possession, under 150 yards of total offense Cincinnati had. I mean, it looked like a varsity against a JV team out there much of the day. The Jags 5-3 and three now. They've won two in a row. They finally win a home game. All this stuff is so much fun. <laughs> and there are so many storylines to talk about. First and foremost to me is when we heard that Leonard Fournette was not going to play early Sunday morning. And to find out the Jags rolling the dice a little bit, but standing firm in this culture that they're building. You want an example of them building a culture they suspend their best player. They nip something in the bud. A guy who maybe's not being professional enough. A guy that, hey, we gave you $20 million, young man. We need you to show up when there's a team picture. We need you to be at your rehab schedule. We need you to be at these meetings. And I feel like they sort of nip something in the bud, and I think Leonard probably will learn a big lesson here. Yeah, you know, it's interesting to me, Dan, because my read and what I've been telling a lot of people is he feels like he's a very mature young man. Yeah. He doesn't feel like a rookie. I mean, he's got a couple of kids. He really he loves being a dad. It's, all that stuff feels very professional. Well, a lot of the things that have obviously added up over the last couple months or month or however long the time period was, you know, got annoying enough to Tom Coughlin, Doug Marone, Dave Caldwell, all those guys who said, you know what, we're going to ride without him this time. And that means they, he hasn't played a football game in, in almost a month by the time the next time he takes the field. Uh, but hopefully it does make him better. You know, his locker is right next to Calais Campbell. Yeah. you got to believe the guy that will sit him down and talk to him about being a pro is Calais Campbell. But this is probably a little bit of entitlement. High school, he did whatever he wanted. College, he did whatever he wanted because he was running all over people. And to be honest with you, he's run all over people in the NFL, so he probably was like, yeah, I'll just do whatever I want. And the Jags said, "Uh, uh, uh-uh-uh, that's not how it works. Because here's the deal, Dan. If he does whatever he wants, well, then a guy like Jalen Ramsey will do whatever he wants. And just because you're good doesn't mean you're allowed to do whatever you want, especially in a professional atmosphere. Did something in the best interest of the franchise, some of the – some of the fans were upset, like, why don't you just fine him? And I'll tell you why you don't just fine him, because he's got $20 million. What are you going to fine him? Yeah. $3 million? You know, you sit him down. That's what hurts. You don't think he didn't feel bad about standing there on the sidelines and not playing in a football game? I think it was a great move. I give Doug Marone a ton of credit. It's part of being a head coach. He talked about how tough it was to do, but he did it. Congrats. And the Jags are better off for it in the long run. Well, they are because Fournette's well-rested. And how about what they've done without him in two games? As valuable as he is, and we think he's the guy that you can't lose for a season. He's so valuable. They have accumulated over 900 yards of offense in the two weeks that he's missed, and they've outscored their opponents 50-7 to in these two wins with Indy and Cincinnati. And it says a lot about everyone on that football team because their defense is so dominant. But also Blake Bortles is playing good football. Man, he is really playing, I think, the best football of his career. The last two weeks combined, he's been dynamite. He's not turning the ball over. He's making some big-time throws. He's reading defense. I I give him a lot of credit, man. And it's almost got me thinking, (laughs) almost got me thinking, Maybe we don't quite close the door on Bortles. And do all y'all and every one of you, including me, thought the same thing? Why didn't the Jags do something this offseason? Y'all wanted Ryan Fitzpatrick. Y'all wanted uh, 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 Hoyer. Y'all wanted A.J. McCarron. Well, 
again, every move that Coughlin and Marone are making and Caldwell seem to be working. Yeah, it does seem to be working. And, yeah, I think Bortles still has to do it a couple more weeks. But no doubt the scar tissue of the last year and a half or so that he was playing so poorly got really just criticized and hammered. And you wondered if he could even throw a pass in the NFL. Mm -hmm. You can see that starting to leave him. He's got a confidence about him now. In fact, he yelled at his head coach on the sideline because he wanted to shove it down Cincinnati's throat even more and score on the last possession. I mean, you're seeing the swagger come back to Blake. And Blake is a guy – when he got drafted, you said, "Wow, this kid's got a little swagger to him." You know, he's six foot five. He, he's like, "I don't really give a care what you think." Well, that went away the last year and a half or so, and now it looks like it might be coming back again. Don't give him a five-year extension, but keep the door open on Blake because I will tell you, one person in that building said, "Be careful what you wish for because every other quarterback situation in the NFL isn't great." So you don't necessarily want another team's QB situation. I think they kind of like their QB situation right now. Big picture, man. This team is good, and they're going to start to prove it here in these next few weeks. The Chargers, a trip to Cleveland, a trip to Arizona. Don't be surprised if you look up in three weeks and the Jaguars are 8-3. and three. And if they're 8-3... and three, And home against Indy, by the way, to start December. Oh, that's a good point. If they're 9-3, and three, <laughs> you're going to really start to... Uh, talk about the uh, postseason look I'm not telling you that the Jags are going to the playoffs or anything I'm just suggesting to keep January open right now this defense is legit they're legit and I think Phillip Rivers is going to find that out on Sunday yeah that'll be a good test because yes. Phillip Rivers has absolutely Orched. eaten up the Jags the last five years so I think that will be a good one to look back on and say oh this is how much better they are now than they were the last four or five years or even just last year and you talk playoffs and it is way too early to do it there's still eight games to go, but keep this in mind. One of the, either the Titans or the Jags are going to win the AFC South. It's right. a two-team race. Well, outside of that, you're left with about four teams that look like, at least at this stage, have a chance at the wild card. That's Buffalo. That's the Chargers are at three and five because they do have Phillip Rivers, and they do have a good defense. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got to keep an eye on Oakland, I think, still, mm-hmm. because they could make a little run. They're talented enough to do so. And then it's either the Titans or the Jags, whoever doesn't win the division, because I don't think the Ravens are really that good, and everyone else doesn't look like they're that good, even though the Dolphins had a winning record going into Sunday night. So I've kind of put two spots for about four teams the way I project it right now for a wild card. This thing's going to get fun the next eight weeks. Yeah, and it has been fun. And we talked about the defense. One more thing I want to talk about, about the victory on Sunday. And we, you know, coming out of training camp, and we've said this before, we beat up that offensive line. Well, against a very good Cincinnati Bengals defense, Brandon Linder comes back, moves to guard. A.J. Can can't go. Tyler Shatley plays center. Cam Robinson's back from an ankle sprain in just two weeks. And they played a very good football game. Again, giving Bortles time to throw. Ivory's running hard. Uh, Corey Grant had a couple nice runs as well. So, really impressive team performance. Special teams, Lambeau has it missed. Jadon Mickens punt return. <laughs> what can you say, man? It's all coming Things are together. going right. They are in Jagland. Right. Hey, we about? haven't said that in a long time. <laughs> I think it's 10 years of bad luck kind of working all its way into one year of good luck. At least it feels that way right now. And knock on wood, hopefully it con- uh, continues. Uh, one, we got to mention the fight. 
I mean, what a yes. wild scene it was. And, you know, A.J. Green should be suspended without question. We don't know. You don't want to be too much of a homer here and say, well, it's Ram- Ramsey didn't do anything wrong. Right. Well, he did do something wrong. He instigated a little bit. He obviously was in the ear of A.J. Green, and that's part of the game. Who knows what he said? There are some reports that he said stuff that he shouldn't have said. Uh, but A.J. Green, a veteran guy, let Ramsey get to him. And now if you start to look at the the hit list, if you will, for, <laughs> for Jalen Ramsey, I mean, Steve Smith. Almost went nuts after that game here last year with Baltimore. Now, he had an okay performance, but he hated Jalen Ramsey. In fact, I've talked to him twice since then. He still hates Jalen Ramsey. He's not even playing anymore. DeAndre Hopkins had a feud on social media with Jalen Ramsey. Now, A.J. Green is involved with this. I mean, it seems like everybody that goes up against Ramsey, he can really get under your skin. And on top of that, he's so dang talented. Well, he's doing his job, Brent. And listen, at the halfway point, if you look around these – national publications and wonder who's your defensive player of the year his name's a finalist and it pops up over and over again heck I was watching ESPN last week and they did it and they gave it to Jalen Ramsey he had the most votes of anybody and that includes his teammate Calais Campbell who has 11 sacks through uh, eight games so Jalen Ramsey is a huge difference maker and he doesn't care who knows it I will say this he should not have been thrown out. No, he should not have He been should not out. have been thrown out. That no. was a bad decision by the referee. Yeah, and now he, the ref said they warned him, but whatever. Again, I think you'll see a fine from Ramsey. Mm-hmm. I think you'll see a fine on Miles Jack. Look out for that. He was concerned that he might be suspended because he, he came won't into be the suspended. pile late. And I, and I told him, actually, I was like, I don't think you're getting suspended, yeah. but be ready to write a check yeah. because he's probably going to get fined for the hit. And then I got to believe A.J. Green is suspended for that. He threw punches. Yeah. It was a vicious chokehold. Well, you saw I mean, what Mike Evans did uh, uh, in Tampa or for Tampa against the – and he didn't get thrown out. didn't even get ejected. He didn't get thrown out. Yeah. So, so bad job, NFL refs. Bad job. Yeah, you got to keep it consistent. Uh, the NFL will hand down this. One other thing. In sports, when there are fights, if you've been on a team before that's fought, whether mm-hmm. it's baseball, whatever, that galvanizes a team. The yeah. Jags came out of that locker room in the second half. They were galvanized. It brings you closer together. Moments like that, and and I think that's a good thing for this football team, this young team. I think they'll rally around something like that. And Doug Marone in his postgame speech in the locker room kind of hinted at that too. Great news. It looks like we're out of time on the podcast and won't be able to talk about the Gators. <laughs> I'm sorry to all our college f- fans. Listen, but... we can make it quick. You want to know how quick we can make it? Yeah. They're a nine-point dog against South Carolina. Oh, gosh. They're the worst team in the SEC, and it doesn't look like there's a quick fix. Good coaches go in and win right away. We're going to find out whoever they are because if he goes in and wins with this bunch, I mean, now look, a lot happened to him. You got whooped by your rival. You lost your coach. You go out to Missouri, but you lose and show no fight whatsoever. It was tough to watch Saturday. I think it's rock bottom for the Florida football program. I think it's worse than 2013 when Muschamp lost the last seven, including one to Georgia Southern, because Muschamp could recruit and he had defensive players. I'm not sure how talented this Florida football team is. Yeah, that, that one felt so bad, South Carolina. I mean, uh, Muschamp, when they lost those, those last seven games, it's hard for me to equate it. Mm-hmm. But what I do is say, boy, a week ago, Florida State lost to Boston College on the road 35-3. to I mean, that was embarrassing. Yeah. And this one to Missouri, who really is not a good football team. I mean, they're really not. No. And, and you should be able to have suspensions, and you should be able to have injuries, and you should be able to have a coaching change and be Florida and still go to Missouri and win. 
and not get the doors blown off you. Man. And they weren't even close. They weren't even in the game. It was over midway through the second quarter, even if that. So I thought uh, we were out of time. Embarrassing. And by the way, they are going to lose to South Carolina. He's still going, ladies and gentlemen. UAB. They may lose to UAB. There's no may. Well, come on. In may. I'm not come on. not a gimme for UAB. Huh? I'm not going there with you. UAB is bowl eligible. They destroyed Rice. Florida will have a hard time outscoring anybody right now. Yeah. It's tough. They could have out-athleted Missouri. They didn't do it. Why are they going to out-athlete UAB? Yeah, they might not. Do I don't it. think they're winning another football game, my friend. All right, Florida three and eight. Yeah, it's, it's three pathetic. and eight. Pathetic. And uh, Florida State got away with a win. Uh, Georgia continues on a roll. College football is getting really exciting because there are yes, only it is. there are only nine teams in the country in Power Five with less than two losses. How many yards did Baker Mayfield throw for? Five ninety-eight. Five ninety-eight or more yards than the Gator quarterbacks combined. How about that? Um, well, college football is fun, but it's not really fun in the state of Florida unless no. you live deep down the south. NFL's or more at fun. UCF. <laughs> because come on down, uh, Scotty Frost. UCF, top fifteen and Miami Notre Dame. Can't wait for Miami Notre Dame Saturday night. It's going to be a lot of fun. Stuart Weber wants us to talk high school football. All right, let's do it. Should we bring it. him into the fold? Bring him in. Give him a mic. Let him run. He may go about eight minutes, though. So. I could go a long ways, absolutely. But I will say that the high school football playoffs get started this Friday night. Okay. Uh, the brackets just released from the FHSAA, the uh-huh. Florida uh, sanctioning body. Okay. Nineteen local teams will be. Is that more or less than normal? I feel like about it's a, the same. It's about the same. About the same. I okay. think it's about the same. Because the new system, I was wondering if that changed anything. With the new system, we got more schools in the higher classifications in less in the lower classifications okay if that makes any sense that to makes you. sense and of course four across tell the me this in georgia who is going to win a state championship from this area give me give me uh three teams because i think there are three most i don't think we're gonna get i think st augustine can win can win i think reigns can win university christian's gonna gonna win they are they are gonna okay win. well i was gonna throw another one in a bartram trail bartram trail bartram trail lee winner Uh, Webs, he's not going with me on this one, Brent. Don't hesitate, Weber. You're you're asking, podcast. You just you gotta go. To, are you asking me to pick between Bartram Trail and Lee? You can if you'd like. Uh, is that was that the question? I'm just telling you that these the teams winner all, of those two is going to go to the state. How title? about if I say this? We will have multiple state champions from this area this year. Man, Agree or disagree? Disagree. Oh. I think UC wins. I think some of those other ones you named could win. I don't know if they will. You don't think Reigns can beat Coco, huh? No. I don't think anybody can beat Coco. Although, Coco Rock, lost to Rockledge. Rockledge beat Coco. So Rock what? Rockledge. That doesn't work. Oh, sorry. Who knows? But anyhow, uh, of course, the first round, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. You're on round five. We're looking at round one. We got some good ones. Fleming Island at Lee. Uh-huh. Of course, the biggest one is Bowles at Trinity, the rematch of the game that Trinity won. Who wins and that? Then, and then lost. Trinity's going to win. Brent, who wins that? I don't know, man. Bulls, Bulls surprised me with that win over Columbia. I think, uh, I think I'll still go with Trinity. Yeah, yeah, I take Trinity in that one. But hey, you know what? Like you said, they beat a really good Columbia team. They're coming off a little momentum in that game. Brent, I need you to wrap up this podcast. I didn't want to tell you guys this, but I spilled the Mountain Dew all over the kitchen. I got to go clean it up. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Dad. <laughs> I. I've got to go do another TV hit. I was going to say, that's the, I thought that's why I was taking the microphone. <laughs> so <laughs> He's I, off to the kitchen, people. I can hold both microphones and close Dan it Hicken. up.
Uh, but we do. Uh, to finish up the high school talk, we have oh, some Blitz. really good matchups. 19 postseason teams from the state of Florida, four more from the state of Georgia that are in our viewing area, and that Trinity Bowls one really should be something special for a first-round matchup. And uh, keep an eye on 7A. Yeah. Because Lee, Bartram, Columbia. Fleming Island's still good. Watch out, mm-hmm. Sneaky and Columbia. Yeah. They could all make a run. Yep. Uh, problem is only one of those teams will make it to the Final Four. Obviously, because they're, they're all in, in the, the same, same region. region. Uh, so, anyway, Stuart Weber will have all the uh, high school stuff for you. And, of course, we'll have it for the Blitz. We have two more Blitzes to go, but a postseason Blitz coming up on Friday. Hey, that's going to do it for the Action Sports Jacks Pile On Podcast. We're piling on everything. The Jags are piling on wins. The Gators are piling on losses. College football's piling on excitement. Miami Notre Dame this week. And we're piling on postseason play in high school football. Hope you can join us next time, everybody. Thanks for listening. Have a great week.